Hello, welcome to The Buzz with Katie B. My name's Adara Kay. I'm an independent artist from Southern Oklahoma. Uh, my band and I, we have a solid sound of rock and country elements, but our stage presence is really what sets us apart. We have a solid presence full of energy and grit on stage. Um, and I mean, I've been playing live on stage since 2017, I think. It was like my graduation present that I wasn't expecting to be booked for my first show. That's really cool. And you kind of, I was reading about you, you kind of like do like rock and country, right? Yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of different. Like, I feel like definitely like these days it's, it was more common, but like now, like who are some of your like music inspirations that kind of inspired you to take more of that country and rock route? I mean, growing up, I was always listening to either like 80s rock or country like there was no really in between until I hit probably about middle school and then I started listening to you know lithium and octane and started introducing myself to more of like shine down um see their hinder more of those bands um and so that kind of introduced me to a sound that I was like oh this is kind of something I want and so I put you know, the countryside of Miranda Lambert, Gretchen Wilson, and mixed it with a little bit of, you know, Hellstorm or Dorothy. And we're just trying to connect that whole side and bring back a female side of a Southern rock sound. Yeah, that's really cool and unique. And you just had a song come out recently. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? I was listening to it today and it's so good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, so being from Oklahoma, I, I lived out in Tennessee for the past like three years. And 
one thing that was the most common for people in Tennessee, they were terrified of tornadoes. And I'm like, y'all, like 20 miles per hour wind, that's a normal day here for an Oki. And so I just kind of felt, you know, obliged to write a song about a tornado. And so everybody is kind of calling it my Nader song (laughs) rather than the actual title, Wreck in the Morning Light. But it's full of imagery. And I had to take myself back to when I was a little girl and remember like my first massive tornado I was in and kind of stick back to what we were doing at that time. And really, we were just watching it the entire time until it got about a mile, mile and a half away from us. And then we were just like, well, we'll see if we'll see the damage in the morning, the wreck in the morning lot. That's really cool. So would you say like some of your, like most of your songs are kind of based on like experiences you've had? Majority are, um, but I also kind of dive deep into the fiction side of things and write a story that could possibly happen that might not, you know, I never let the truth get in the way of a good story. So some of it's true. Some of it's not so true. <laughs> um, what is like one of your favorite songs that you have released right now? Oh gosh. <laughs> so I actually didn't write this one. Um, a beautiful woman, Bryce Parker wrote this song and she does the harmonies on it as well, but it's Livia. Mm-hmm. And I'm so jealous that I did not write it. But that that's the only one that I have not written or co-written that we've released. But that one and Don't Have a Prayer. Those are my probably top two favorite. Um, okay, so this that, like sparked something. If there was like any song at all that was just written, not like for you or just like for anyone, just what's a song you wish you wrote? There's two of them. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's a few, but the top two is He Stopped Loving Her Today and yeah. I Will Always Love You. Those two songs are evergreens. So yeah. they're constantly bringing money in. And I mean, they go from generation to generation. They'll always kind of be revel- relevant. Yeah. And, yeah. I wish I would have done that. <laughs> like everyone knows those songs. Exactly. So have you like always wanted to do music like growing up was that kind of just like your main passion and your main goal it really was I never saw myself doing anything other than music I would perform for my family by the time I was two and three years old on a little barbie karaoke machine and come up with random songs and perform at family gatherings and then I went to my first concert which was Rick Springfield here at Windstar as a second grader so you know seven or eight years old and he pulled me up on stage wow and I got to sing don't talk to strangers and I remember like seeing like lighters in the crowd back before you know phones were completely (laughs) alive and um just the feeling of that adrenaline and energy that I got from that I was like I want this feeling forever Mm -hmm. so I try to make it possible (laughs) What are some, like, when was, like, a, like, have you had a moment yet where you kind of are just, like, I think I've made it? No. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> you know, this industry, it's, I like to describe it as an Oklahoma back road. It's as smooth as an Oklahoma back road full of potholes and dips <laughs> and everything. Um, it's definitely a roller coaster. 
And so one moment I'll be super high up and about to feel like, oh, we almost have it. And then the next day we're like not getting any kind of traction. And it's like, okay, how do I continue to keep going up Mm -hmm. rather than just continue following up and down? But I don't, I don't think, I think everybody in this industry has had that feeling of being on top of the world and then immediately being at the bottom. Yeah. Um, So this is really cool for you, but you get to play like the calf fry pre-party. So can you kind of just like describe that and how you like went about like getting that gig? Yeah. So first off, I'm so freaking excited. We're playing May 5th um, and Reed South Hall and Giovanni and the Howard Guns. They're also playing that same day. And I'm super excited to be sharing the stage again with Kinlock who goes on right after us. But back in January, we did the Battle of the Bands, which was their first time to ever do it at Tumbleweed. And we were the very first round with Kinlock. Mm-hmm. And we didn't make it past the first round, unfortunately. But I was okay with that, honestly, because we we did what we were supposed to do. And we introduced who we wanted mm-hmm. people to know us as. And that was really what I strived more than winning the battle was just to be like, this is me. This is who I am. Here's my music. Hope you like it. Mm-hmm. So we definitely gained fans in Stillwater. And that's kind of how we ended up with the pre-party. Like we made some sort of impact that people were like, okay, yeah, we want to see them again. And I love to see more females. Yeah. Like I'm the there's only two of us playing calf ride this year. It's me and Caitlin Butts. And to even be able to say that is, yeah, I don't even know. It's crazy. Yeah, definitely. That's really cool. I know I saw that. I was like, that's so cool. I wish I could make it down to calf ride, but I can't. I'm still like in school then. (laughs) I understand. I get it. (laughs) But that's really cool. And so while you like brought this up, I kind of wanted to touch on like, like the whole women aspect of everything has it been like difficult for you and have you seen just like how hard it is for like you to make it in the music industry right now it is so difficult and I don't really like to blame it on being a female in the industry Mm -hmm. but I also understand it from you know the venue side of it like it does women do need you know, more time to get ready. They need a different room. If you're pregnant, you need air conditioning. Um, I mean, there's a lot of aspects that set us apart from the males, but I honestly just like to consider myself one of the guys. Um, a lot of people consider me like their little sister or, or just one of them, really. Um, so yes, it has been difficult, but I try not to let that get me down. It kind of lasts a fire underneath me and once makes me want it more. Yeah, definitely. That's a good mindset. Cause I know like there's so many just up and coming female artists trying to make it in the industry. And it's like, if they just look at it like as a negative, instead of like a positive, like you are like, that's only going to bring them down even more, but you look at it as like, it's more of like how much more you want it. Cause you want, you have people to prove wrong because you're like a female. Um, is there anything you would like say to anyone just like like, how would you like support an f- upcoming female artist? Go to the shows. It doesn't matter if it's an acoustic solo act, if it's a full band, if it's 
an hour away from where you are, go to the shows, let them know that you are supporting them and backing them. And honestly, word of mouth is such a huge factor in this industry right now, especially with, you know, social media platforms playing the biggest role in it other than the live shows since, you know, COVID. Um, But definitely just let them know that you see them, that you hear them and you're there with them. That's so important. Like, Mm -hmm. like on my podcast here, I try and just really spotlight women because I feel like I have, I'm playing a little role in like the music industry, just like getting names out there and stuff. And it's, it's so important for me just to like showcase females. And Mm -hmm. like, I think a lot of people I even know have like checked out different female artists because of like this. And I'm like, that's my goal. Like, that's what I want to do. And like, like you said, word of mouth is a huge thing. Yeah, it is. And I thank you for doing what you're doing on your end. Um, and then I, there's another person I want to thank and his name is Patrick. He runs the country versus metal mm-hmm. podcast or reaction videos on TikTok. And without him, my numbers kind of wouldn't be where they are because he's introduced me to a whole new audience that never would have heard of mm-hmm. me without without his reaction videos. Yeah, totally. It's crazy. Just definitely like TikTok, social media, and making connections like that plays a big role in like artists, truly. Did you kind of like see that more like more the social media aspect definitely like during the pandemic and then coming out of it? Did that more like help you a little bit? So during the pandemic, I was in Nashville and I had three months of shows booked right before it hit. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm making grounds. I'm making traction. And then all of a sudden the shutdown happened and I never got to rebook any of those shows when it came back open. And I was like, you know, I don't want to download this app. Mm-hmm. I did not have TikTok before the pandemic and I finally downloaded it and, you know, just made silly little videos and left them in my drafts. Yep. And then I was like, okay, but what if this could be used as a platform to showcase who I am and my talent? And so then when I had that mindset of it, then I started seeing the Mm -hmm. followers. I started seeing different audiences and demographics from different locations. And I was like, okay, this is, this is a form that I can use. Yeah. Um, So I definitely saw the difference during 2020 Mm -hmm. and finally had to take that step into it which Lauren Elena's manager, I got to have a meeting with her and she was like, you know, we were frowned upon TikTok and we didn't want her to do it. And then we saw all these other artists doing it during COVID and saw how much more their followers were like, okay, they're just another person kind of like me. Mm-hmm. And so then they started following into the same role and everything with it. That's so interesting. Just how like, a couple of things can happen and like you're just landed there like are you like what do you think would have happened if you would have like if COVID wasn't a thing and you would have played those shows you were scheduled to oh I really don't know I mean I, I don't know I had a meeting with Becky Gardenhire of WME one of the largest booking agencies here in the states and she was like you know you're probably not going to make it here in Nashville. You need to go to Alabama or Kentucky. And I'm like, 
that's completely starting over. Yeah. And at that same time, I was flying home every month to play shows here in Oklahoma because my band is here. Yeah. And she was like, go back there. You already have an audience. You already know where you're at. You have a following. You have some grounds. Why are you still here? And I mean, the mindset of Nashville has just completely changed over the past five, seven, ten years. I mean, it's it's completely opposite yeah. of what it used to be. And so if you are an independent artist, it's very difficult to make it just because it's so oversaturated. So even playing those shows before the shutdown, I don't know if it really would have fully benefited me. Yeah. It just would have been playing them to play them. Kind of. And like the crazy thing about that was as soon as the shutdown happened, those shows in Nashville got canceled, but I was able to keep every single show later on that summer here in Oklahoma. I got to play every single show still. And so it was like, okay, that, that was kind of my first, like, Hey, (laughs) here's your, like, this is what you need to be doing. Stop trying to do this and focus on here. Yeah, totally just kind of gave you a whole new perspective. Like I should be back at home instead of like here where it's going to take longer for me to be, be where I want to be. I mean, they don't call it the 10 year town for nothing. (laughs) Exactly. It it takes 10 years. Yeah. If not longer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Totally. So you're back in Oklahoma now and you perform, you do a lot of shows like every weekend you get out, right? Pretty much. Um, January, we were fully booked, maybe two, three shows a week. And then February was so slow. Like I said, <laughs> we were on a high and then we were way down yeah. low. Um, and then April, I, I'm pretty stocked up with all acoustic shows. Um, so we're making an acoustic April run. <laughs> and then we're trying to start booking more full bands for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's really cool. So, um, So you have a full band, but like has was that kind of hard putting like a band together or did you like have like a group like people you knew would like join you because I know like it's kind of hard for female artists to just like get people on board with like hey like you want to be in like my band it's a crazy story um so I attended ACM at UCO in Edmond and that's where I found my first band um Austin Yankunas AJ Slaughter Jackson Humphrey and we stuck together for a while and then we had a bass player come in who's actually a guitar player but Brock Wilson came in and we were doing really good and we were having a great time and we just got tighter and tighter and better and better mm-hmm. and then Brock had to leave now he's playing with Dylan Wheeler and then AJ had to leave because he now has a gig with Jason Bolin and the Stragglers. Mm-hmm. Austin just left um, this last year to go play with Wyatt Flores. And then Jackson just left to also go play with Wyatt Flores. <laughs> and so I've had to like continue to build my brand and my band back up. But without those connections, I wouldn't have the band I do have now. I have Jet Humphrey, who's the younger brother of Jackson who's our bass player. I have Johnny Wynn, who is a fantastic rocking guitar player. And we just added a new addition. His name is Connor DeWitt. And he's our new drummer that we're, our first show is going to be Calf Rye. So oh, that's awesome. I'm really excited. I, I'm trying to like see the brighter side of things. Yeah. Rather than, you know, oh, my band just left. Yeah. But I'm also not going to be the reason that 
they don't succeed in this industry Mm -hmm. either. That's a really good like perspective to have on it because a lot Mm -hmm. of people would just be like, well, like you were with me first and everything like that. And so that's really good to have. And I think like it'll, it all, everything happens for a reason, like everyone says. And so it was just probably meant to be, you got your new band and everything. I agree. I definitely agree that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Is there anything else? Like, what do we have? Like, do you got new, more music even coming this year or bigger shows? I do. I'm so excited. We just finished up two more songs in the studio um, a week ago with the harmonies and everything. So we have three in our back pocket to release this year. Um, we have a few more bigger shows coming up. One of them we're opening for Cam Allen. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about that. And of course, Cat Fry. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me and chatting with me about you and your career and yeah, girl, women and music you. and everything. <laughs> I wish you nothing but the best. You'll succeed. I remember like I saw you like pop up on my Facebook and I'm like, oh my gosh, she seems cool. And like I was like watching your videos. I was like, like your shows look like a fun time too. <laughs> it's a blast. <laughs> it's definitely a blast. I, I love being on stage. And you can tell with the band members, like we treat it as if we're it's not just a business. Like we we're family. Mm-hmm. And we try to show that we have a good relationship even on stage on and off yeah that's what you need to have you need to all be close and connected for it to work yes yeah exactly awesome well thank you so much yeah girl thank you there you have it guys that is my interview with adara k and if you guys have the opportunity to go to the calf festival in oklahoma this coming weekend Please scream as loud as you can for her. Like I said in the beginning, she is one of two females performing there. And that is outrageous. Seriously, guys, do do a little bit better. But no, honestly, such an awesome chat I got to have with her. She's such a kind human being. And I hope you guys learned a little bit about her and you become a fan of her because she is incredible. So I'm going to leave you guys with a little bit more of the song that I played in the beginning, Wreck in the Morning Light. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Buzz with Katie B. That's just how the bee buzzes.